Welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout, and I'm on a mission to declutter my house one disc at a time. Woo! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Disc Dump. As always, I am your host, Miles Trout. I want to start today's episode by reminding you that there is a giveaway going on until the end of January 2020. All you have to do is leave me a five-star rating and review and send me a screenshot at discdumppod at gmail.com, and I will send you one of my old mixtapes. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little PP in there. It's important. Anyway, I am very excited to share today's episode. Perhaps it is the perfect way to wrap up 2019. Today, we are going to be talking about the first Gorillaz album from 2001. That's right, this band has been around on and off for 18 years. This album is old enough to buy cigarettes. Well, until like the new law goes into effect or whatever. I wonder how that's going to work. So, for those of you who don't know, a bill just passed that raised the age from 18 to 21 for anyone who wants to buy tobacco products. Which is silly, but I'm not against it. It's just silly. Like, imagine you were born in 2001, like this first Gorillaz album. You can go buy a pack of cancer sticks right now, no problem whatsoever. You can buy dip or snus or snus or whatever the fuck it's called and stick it in your lip and make your jaw fall off. That's totally fine. You could buy a jewel and go, uh, do you even vape, bro? Uh, you don't blow clouds. You don't burn cotton, bro. That's all totally legal. You could buy a truckload of cigarettes right now could soak them in vape juice, smash them up between your toes, and turn it into the world's grossest chew or dip or whatever. That's all within your American rights. But then in like July or whenever this law gets enacted, all of a sudden you're not allowed to. No, no, none for you tobacco toes. I guess I'm just saying smoke them if you got them, I don't know. I get that this is an effort to keep kids from getting vapes or whatever. But that's a little silly too, like... Technically, vapes are not tobacco products. They contain nicotine, which is a relatively harmless chemical, according to Dr. Drew Pinsky. But the tobacco products, they're the ones that are carcinogenic, and some of the chemicals in there, that's carcinogenic. Nicotine is just the addictive part. The primary ingredient in vape juice is vegetable glycerin. And, I mean, okay. I can't speak to all the other shit that they put in there to make it taste like blueberry birthday cake with buttered toast over cereal and milk with maple syrup or whatever. But, I mean, I used to vape. I quit months ago. Hopefully it's going to be years soon. And I am not upset about it. It was delicious, but it's definitely not a good look to, like, stand outside and blow giant clouds. Sometimes, particularly when I'm drinking or stressed, I get this, like, tightness. I get it in my jaw and in my shoulders and my my chest a little bit and I just kind of grit my teeth and I just all I want in the world is just one hit of a vape or I could just a, a drag of a cigarette or something I just, I just grit my teeth and I start to start to really want to just bite something anyway this podcast isn't about smoking laws but there's your dose of semi-educated citizen journalism for the day uh, this podcast is actually about the gorillas <laughs> so first a not so brief history. I don't. I don't know if the format I was going with was real great as far as Munchkin voice. The Gorillas formed in the year two thousand as a supergroup with members from bands most people have never heard of. 
Damon Auburn was, was and probably remains the most famous member of the band. You might remember him from that hit song by Blur in the 90s called Song 2. You know, that one that goes like, Woohoo! When I feel heavy metal! Woohoo! You know that one. Anyway. Uh, the gorillas are represented by several cartoon characters who go on bizarre comic book style adventures in their music videos. Uh, the front man character is named 2D, and he is some post-punk burnout scene kid, basically. Murdoch is a satanic psychopathic bassist who likes to eat raw eels for whatever reason. Noodle is their guitarist, who is a 10-year-old Japanese girl who is also a master of martial arts. Noodle, martial artist, Japanese girl. Problematic? I don't know. Last but not least, Russell is the drummer, who seems to be battling a rapping genie or ghost or something that is constantly trying to possess him. This band has a huge following of neck-bearded, beer-snob stoner dudes and hipster girls with fluorescent-colored hair who chain-smoke cigarettes at parties and bars. Total hipsters. Ah, my tribe. Anyway, that's not to say that the gorillas haven't landed on the top 40 charts several times since 2001, but they're still definitely like a, a niche band. Their experimental nature leaves even the most diehard fans scratching their heads sometimes. The gorillas have disbanded and reunited so many times it's hard to keep track of, but they remain pop culture icons for sure. There have been interactive movies, comic books, stuffed toys, you name it. Their marketing strategy is genius. They've done mashup albums with bands like the Space Monkeys. They've created exclusive music for the Save the Trees Foundation. Overall, they just do a bunch of weird shit all the time. The question is, do I want to keep one of the first CDs I ever got when I was a kid? Let's discuss it. I distinctly remember the first time that I heard the gorillas. My dad was in the middle of his second divorce, so we were staying with my grandmother. I was about, I don't know, 10 at the time, and we were watching MTV. Specifically, we were watching a show called Headbangers Ball on MTV2. This is when MTV2 was, like, free on specific weekends only, and otherwise you had to pay for it and shit. My dad was stoked that we had it for a weekend because he could watch a show called Headbangers Ball, which is an hour of heavy metal music videos, basically. And I remember the last video on this block was uh, the song Bodies by Drowning Pool. You know that song. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the bing bing floor. Anyway, that's how long ago this was. That song was brand spanking. So this heavy metal show ends, right? And my 10-year-old eyes brighten up when I see that this next music video is actually a cartoon. I had no idea that music videos could be cartoons. That shit blew my mind. There were two-dimensional band members lifelessly playing a melodic beat while there were like these zombie gorillas crawling out of the ground with big red asses and big pink nipples and the drummer suddenly gets possessed by some sort of blue ghost and starts rapping and I am entranced. You guys know what song I'm talking about though, right? It's called Clint Eastwood. It's one of their biggest songs ever. I was totally hooked. You know that one, right? I ain't happy, 
I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. You know that one, right? Really? You don't know that one? What if I sang, like, the verse real quick for you? <clears throat> Finally, someone let me out of my cage. Now time for me is nothing because I'm counting no age. Now I couldn't be there. Now you shouldn't be scared. I'm good at repairs and I'm under each snare. Intangible. Bet you didn't think so. I command you to panoramic view. Look, I'll make it all manageable. Pick and choose, sit and lose all your different crews. Chicks and dudes, who you think is really kicking tunes? Picture you getting down in a picture tube. Like you lit the fuse. You think it's fictional, mystical, maybe spiritual. Hero who appears in you to clear your view when you're too crazy. Lifeless to those that definition for what life is. Priceless to you because I put you on this hype shit. You like it. Gone smoking righteous with one tone. You're psychic among those possess you with one go. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. No? You guys have no idea what I'm talking about? The Essex, the basics, without did you make this, allow me to make this childlike in nature, rhythm, you have it or you don't, that's a fallacy, I'm in them. Every sprouting tree, every child of peas, every cloud at sea, you see with your eyes, I see destruction and demise, corruption in disguise, from this fucking enterprise, now I'm sucked into your lies, through Russell, not his muscles, but percussions he provides, for me as a guide, y'all can see me now cause you don't see with your eye, you perceive with your mind, that's the inner, so I'ma stick around with Russ and be a mentor bust a few rhymes some motherfuckers remember what the thought is i brought all this so you could survive when law is lawless feeling sensations that you thought was dead no squealing remember that it's all in your head still no you have no idea what i'm talking about all right fine go look it up for yourselves then see if i rap for you ever again god anyway so after watching this music video i needed to hear more I begged my dad to take me to the music store and find this album, and we did, and when we got there, believe it or not, the album was sold out. My dad took pity on me though, and he bought me a Kid Rock album, and we just called it a day. Don't you judge me. Don't you judge my father. Ball with the ball to bang a bang diggy diggy was unstoppable back then. Everybody wanted that album. Just don't even. Don't even. It took a few years before I got my hands on the actual Gorillaz album, and I was sort of into it at that age the repeat button was king though like everybody would play songs just on repeat over and over and over again so i listened to clint eastwood over and over and over it took me a few years to understand the real genius of this band as a whole the album takes some pretty sharp twists and turns throughout dancing between rap and punk and lo-fi and each track is just like totally totally different for that reason, I learned to appreciate each track at different periods of my life as I would revisit this album. I started with Clint Eastwood, obviously, and it taught me that I could enjoy rap music if I could pick out like a discernible plot in the lyrics, which I later learned to actually like rap music. But in this general period of my life, I really only liked that one and the first two songs in the album called Rehash and uh, Five Quarters. They were some strange rock songs that kind of get a little weird in the middle but a few years later as my teen depression phase kicked in that comes from nowhere for no reason as many many teenagers experience i learned to appreciate lo-fi songs like tomorrow comes today new genius sound check double bass 
Gravity. There's some really good songs to just like stare out car windows during rainstorms and pretend to be all dramatic and deep. Double Bass is exceptionally good song. I really, really love that song. Anyway, I eventually went through a brief hip-hop phase where I learned to really appreciate Clint Eastwood again. But more importantly, I learned the song Rock the House was incredible. It took over my life, and it is still primed on like almost all my playlists to this day. I love the song Rock the House. It's so, so good. It's pretty much a, a pure rap song, but... The horns have such a great hook to them. Oh my gosh, you guys should check that one out for sure. I never gave up my love of heavy rock music though, and the gorillas even kind of scratched that itch for me too. The last song on the album is called Left Hand Suzuki Method, and it combines heavy distorted guitars with elementary music students practicing. Surprisingly, it is a banger. I highly recommend it. That song is the shit. Every song on this album is great for completely different reasons and i wish i could just play the whole album for you right now but i'm broke and i can't afford to do that so sorry but you should check it out um i had to revisit this album in order to do this podcast obviously and there's only one song in this album i never really fell in love with never until now that is it's called uh m1a1 it starts with almost two minute long clip okay this clip is almost two minutes long from the 1980s version of the movie day of the dead i love that movie but no one really wants to like sit through a two minute intro to a song every time that they listen to it so i almost 100 percent of the time skipped that song in my youth well let me tell you i have found one last treasure on this album after all these years this song is dope it's like a melodic punk song with super bassiness and the drums are killer the drums are so good. The breakdown is like really, really dramatic and it kind of gives you goosebumps after you expect it and you're like really into the song. I've listened to this song like 15 times this week. It's awesome. It also inspired me to rewatch one of my favorite zombie flicks. So I guess look forward to that soon. I, uh, I love that movie, the 1980s Day of the Dead. It's the one where they're like in a bunker underground trying to like find a cure for zombies. It's a good one. Anyway, this album is unique and magical because it didn't affect just one period of my life. This album consistently helped me define who I am through its energy and variety across my entire life, basically. How could I dump this disc? Well, <laughs> the life of this disc is coming to a close whether I want it to or not. It is scratched to hell. A few songs won't even play anymore because it's followed me through my life for almost 20 years. I'm not going to dump it until it doesn't play at all, but it's going to come to a very melancholy yet somehow overdue demise very soon. Well, I hope I have encouraged at least one of you to check out this album from beginning to end. It is a freaking experience. Before I let you go, I just want to thank the band Memoria for the use of our theme song from the album Daughter of the Seasons. It's a super excellent album. I highly recommend it. Y'all should go to Bandcamp and type in Memoria Metal and get your hands on this one too. They, they're badasses. Next year, I have some really big podcasts for you guys. Like, it's going to get crazy. I didn't imagine that I would get to the level I'm going to, and I, it's only going up from there. I'm going to be sitting down with bands, talking about their music and the albums that they're about to drop. Uh, I'm going to be meeting with the guests that you guys have already met 
and there's going to be quite a few new rascals joining in this podcast from my friends groups. So we're going to be talking about movies, games, TV shows, music, all of it. So I just want to say this podcast is not going anywhere. Thank you guys for getting in on the ground level. I thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you. Have yourselves a happy new year and don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe.